In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. And my wandering hermit in the desert is the one, the only. You think they mean old Ben Kenobi? Travis Rack ben here. Ben Kenobi? <laughs> you think they mean old Ben Kenobi? Huh. Uh, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, ladies and folks and gentlemen and people of all persuasions, sizes, shapes, and beings. We are here uh, to talk comic books and to talk what's going on in the world of stuff. It has been a hot minute. Uh, it was the end of the school year. Travis is once again packing up his home to move somewhere else in the world. That's it's right. like, where's Carmen San Diego, but without the sweet hat and the four-part barbershop, barbershop harmony? Yeah, very good. And you know, Josh, this summer we're going to sit down. Yeah. We're going to talk new logistics because I am in a completely different time zone, brother. I know. <laughs> but, right? It's eight hours ahead instead of 16. Well, that means I'll switch to the morning podcast. Yes. And you'll be the evening. I'll be the evening podcast. Okay. You'll be the evening guy. Uh, All right. right. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We are uh, talking today not about a graphic novel. You're not here for a comic book club episode. You are with us on a variant episode. And Travis and I have a couple things we want to talk about. It is the time. Uh, It seems, doesn't it feel like every month or every other month there's a series that drops on Disney Plus? Josh? I cannot keep up. I mean, uh, <laughs> Disney Disney Plus, and like I got the boys coming out of one year. I got Stranger Things coming out of the other right? year. I got Ms. Marvel. I got Kenobi. I got, I got. It's just, it's too much. And then, and then it's a, flying it's a in. Lot from, of what is that? <laughs> Headed in the twilight. Listen to her howl. No, what's that? <laughs> Maverick up there? It's, and the Jurassic Park just came yes. out, man. It's 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 Life everything. finds a way, Josh, and so does these streaming services, apparently. It does. I don't know when they're recording these. There was a global pandemic on, but the hits keep coming and they keep on coming. Uh, all lovely life finds a way coffee <laughs> mug that fills in right with this. Uh, so, Travis, I want to talk about a, like this seems to be the thing that we keep getting shows over and over again. I literally did. You watch Stranger Things? Did you watch it? Yeah, that's why. Well, God, I know. I know. Brilliant. I know. Like it's I want to be cooler than the masses i want to be the contrarian but stranger things has been like my favorite looked forward to tv show for like the last 10 years and i have (laughs) i will not apologize for it they give me everything i want i love watching and then stuff you didn't even know you wanted and then you see it on screen and you're like oh i remember this when i was a kid and i love this (laughs) it's like it's like the first season you open up like oh here's my favorite halloween candy and then it's like the next year, it's like, oh, I also love this. It's like a Halloween bag filled with all your favorite flavors. Right. And every it's season, wild. there's a new flavor in there that you're like, I remember this. I love this. This season, yeah. Freddy. It is very dark. Uh, I, I, but I don't want to spend too much time on that because everybody's talked about it. It's been a while, and I, I don't want to spend time on that. We are in the midst of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is also hit. So on Disney Plus, this, the last few weeks, we've got Miss Marvel dropped and Obi-Wan Kenobi dropped on the heels of Moon Knight finishing up, right? Right. I appreciated the ending of Moon Knight. I liked where it went. Uh, I think it got a little too big. Um, I wanted it to be a little more compact. But here we are with Miss Marvel knocking on her door. 
and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let's talk old Ben. Let's talk about old Ben, Travis. You How are you, you feeling? You, do you mean, do the, you think you mean old Ben Kenobi? Old, mm, he goes by Ben. Doesn't go by <laughs> Obi-Wan. Old Ben Wan. Uh, ben, <laughs> yeah, that'll get him. So I got a, I got a question for you, Travis. Yeah. Um, I most look, most point, look forward to uh, Netflix Plus series for me. Or, Disney, uh, Disney Plus, Plus series? series for me. Yeah. This might have been the number one or up there as the most looked I, forward to. Correct. Uh, I would agree with you. The idea of it, the thought process of it, seeing uh, you and McGregor back finding out what kind of adventures he could get in, figuring out how they're going to make him age that quickly in what is essentially 15 years. Uh, how does he get... Kenobi has got to be, when the series starts off, he's got to be around our age, right? He's like probably like... No, I think he's I think he's in his 50s then because in a mere, what, Leia's okay. 10 years old? Let's, do, a, let's mere... do some quick math on this. Okay, so when we meet Kenobi with Qui-Gon, we have little Anakin. He's probably about 10, right? And then that yeah, puts Kenobi like at about like 18, I'm guessing, because he's sure. like, a, like a teenager, so let's say that. Yeah. And then by the time, okay, then... Ken... And maybe not. He might be in his 20s in that one. He might yeah. be in his 20s. Let, let's round up. Let's round up for the sake of it. Let's say yeah. 20. Let's say 20. So he's 20. Yeah. And then so when Anakin is 20... That's another 10 years. That puts... Um, uh, 30-ish. 30. 30. Yeah. Uh, and then... Okay, that's the first time we meet him in Attack of the him, Clones. I think we're seeing him... I think him we're seeing him about... Mid-40s. 40, for, late 40s, 50s. But he's that's had a hard life, this, man. He's wearing his yes, age man. on his face. He is. He is. Uh, but... People don't uh, know this, Josh. Lightsabers yeah. with constant use. UV rays. Yeah. It is, it is like going to the tanning booth over and over and over again, but without the benefit of the tan. That's right. Right? Let you don't me... get the tan. You just get the, the crusty wrinkles. In fact, that was supposed to be the reason that Darth Vader's vase got all effed up in the first place. Before they did but the no, thing, it was just... Re- have to rewrite con- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, I, I agree with you. Looking forward to this. Mandalorian Season 1, fantastic. I'm going to tell you, after the... Boba Fett? After Boba Fett. Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Uh, Did they mean old Boba Fett? Did they mean old Boba Fett? Did they mean old old Ben Boba Fett? (laughs) After the kind of letdown of Boba Fett, which was great for two episodes in the middle when it was a Mandalorian season, um, I was like, you know, I'm worried. I'm worried. I don't know what they're going to do. I feel that so far, is it four episodes of Obi-Wan? It might be my last episode of Obi-Wan. I guess I got to figure it out. Uh, it can't be much longer. The first episode, I was like, okay. Yeah, it's four. It's four. I, I'm in it. I'm in it. I, I'm torn about this series. Parts of it are fantastic, and then parts of it, I'm like, ah, it's still better than, it's still better than Boba Fett. But I'm just, I, I'm, I don't know how to feel about it. I let's, like let's, I really like it, parts of it yeah. and then I don't like parts. Let's of break it. it down to its quality. Let's just start with some of the stuff yeah. that we feel like is kind of rubbing us the wrong way. One, and I we see this in Boba Fett too, and I don't know, they it's the the acting in this, the casting is it's not strong other than you and McGregor really. And I feel like they've been casting like Boba Fett in some roles the Mandalorian and this Kenobi, the way they would cast like Xena Warrior Princess in Hercules. It feels oh, like I that, that I don't know it that feels I like go... that kind of acting. It feels like very like 
stage I wouldn't go, acting. I wouldn't go that hard. I wouldn't go that hard. I think that some of the I think I don't know if it's the actoring if it's the writing. I don't know if it's the acting or it's the writing. I feel like I mean, if you go back and you look at um Attack of the Clones, those three movies, the dialogue is very stilted through that. So I'm curious if this is just what we get. We just get bad Star Wars dialogue now. That three movies that we're drawing all this influence from, right? Then because the guy who the one of the guys who worked with Kevin, um, not Kevin, what's his name? George uh, Lucas? I'd, yeah, the guy, well, the I, guy who kind of like was George Lucas's BFF, who then took on and wrote um, oh, Rebels yeah. and, and, and all of that, very much is, is built on those three movies where the acting isn't great. And, and I'm curious, even when you go back, like, honestly, you can go back and you can watch the original Star Wars. And it's not like the acting. Or the dialogue is wonderful in it, right? Yeah, but it um, works. So why does this not work? I think part of it for I, me, I think the, I think the acting in the original overcomes the dialogue. I think the acting maybe. in some of the yeah. Mandalorian overcomes the dialogue. Yeah, I, th- I think with this one, what I I kind of like the idea of like, okay, we don't have the Sith, we have these Inquisitors. Why did we kill the cool bad guy so quickly? Why, like, that's a question. I was like, well, why did that guy die so quick? Yeah, right. And so, like, out That's of how no, I felt not, like Boba Fett when they had that badass villain at the end, which I'm sure will come back, the one in like the fedora and all that. Right, stuff. right. I just, I just think like, um, I don't know why the the third sister is this upset. I don't know why she's, she's on gotta this be mission. One of those young Jedi's that we started the series with. Yeah, I mean, but why like, we have that scene in there. But I feel very much like then you should I, you got to give me more than that. I needed I need more of her to understand why she's so dogged about this. Yeah, and I just don't think I get that. I you should have started it off clearly. Yeah, I think we'll get a full. I think we'll get almost a full episode of that. I, I think you're. I think you're and right. hopefully I, it's not done in like a long monologue, and we actually get to like show so in some. Do we get the little flashback? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like that. I, I, I that's one thing. Her motivation, I don't get. I don't dislike her as a character. I think the costume's cool. I think that the anger works. I think that works. I just don't like a 10-year-old protagonist. It's why I, I didn't like one. it's not why it's why I didn't like Attack of the like I didn't why I didn't like is it Attack of the What's the first one? Phantom Menace, right? Yeah. I I didn't like the kid who played Anakin Skywalker. I, just, I, I don't you know what I hate what Star Wars does not do well. They do not do precocious kids well. No, I don't. I don't. We didn't get. So you think of the trilogy. It doesn't exist. The precocious kid is a teenager, which yeah. is Luke. We don't get a kid. I get it. Kids are cute. Kids sell toys. But how many times have we seen the lone wolf and cub story? Exactly. How many times? I, and, but I had this conversation with a friend. What else motivates you McGregor to leave? How else do you get him off planet? What's your yeah, what's your oh, MacGuffin? Yeah, 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 if, yeah. If not the twin, if not Princess Leia, what's I your MacGuffin? I don't know. I mean, if you put a bunch of talented writers in a room for three months, they'll come up with something. I think if we if we sat down for twenty minutes, we can come up with something. <laughs> probably, probably. But I had that quick thought in my head, like, okay, how do you get them off planet easily? How do you just get them to pick up and go without something? I also feel like. 
Leia doesn't say anything about this. No, yeah. In three movies yeah. with Luke, she doesn't mention it once. And I know that Leia has, <laughs> you know, has some comic book stuff that goes into her past, but we're just looking at screen stuff. There is something to be said about Leia's kind of childhood being that mysterious. It's kind of like that, you know, uh, Jesus' teenage years, you know, just kind of like, right. uh, yeah. there's a but mystery there. That being said, Ewan McGregor is fantastic. There are yeah. some really great scenes when he finally, the first scene when he fights with the lightsaber and he gets his butt kicked, I was like, that's great. That is yeah. great. He should get his butt kicked because he yeah. hasn't been doing anything. And then he gets his feet under him. The next time you're like, okay, all right. I, this is what I needed. Like, okay, I, I really feel like episode four, three and four kind of made up for the slow start of one and two. I think three okay. and four felt a little, a little better. You got some Darth Vader action. You got some fighting. You got lightsabers. I mean, it's a Jedi show, right? He doesn't touch his lightsaber till season three. Yeah. Or till episode three, right? And I get it. It's a long wait. I just wish, I don't hate that it's Princess Leia that gets him out of it. I just, I wish it wasn't the, the father-daughter story. Right. I, I wish, like, he was searching for her, but he didn't have to, like, run around holding her hand, hiding her under a trench coat. Right. It's good. I like it, but it's not what I want. It, like, it's, that's why I'm like, sometimes it's great. And then I'm like, oh, that's kind of, I don't really like Oh, that was really cool. Ooh, I don't like that. It also, I guess, doesn't take away from it, but a, a little bit, it's kind of like, you know, before it was, you assume that Obi-Wan, after dropping the kids off, doesn't get to interact with them until he gets to Luke at the beginning right. of Star Wars. But and you know, like but he you waited know that all he that long time. But like, now it's like, well, he went half that time and then he got to have a whole adventure with one of the kids. Uh, well, and she then, does say, like, in the movie, you're like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, right? It's yeah. like, she knows General Kenobi, right? Yeah. She knows him. But it was always like, well, does she really know him? Was her or dad is it like, was like, it was, was you know, rebel friendly. Right. Yeah, her dad was, it. It worked, yeah, worked with them. So that's the part where I'm like, I don't, like, I, it, I feel like what we're getting with this is, well, we can't step too far over the, the trilogy. And there was all this stuff that happened. Like, we're in this weird period of time where we can't do anything too drastic. Because it's too close to the the series, and we're playing with a with a with a main character, so I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Yeah, it's not harp on it too long. I'll finish it. I mean, I think it's only six episodes. I'm running number four, and I really looked forward to watching it. And I think Hugh McGregor is great, and he can still like what he he can make the dialogue work. Like I don't. Have he's good. He's stuff. good. Yeah. And I love yeah, his I... facial expressions and reactions. Like you could feel like the hurt and the guilt. And I don't know. I guess. I thought I was going to react bigger to seeing Darth Vader, you know, trudging in full Vader, popping the lightsaber. Uh, and I did like, it was cool. Like, I'm like, Oh shit, that's dope. And then, like, he like throws him into the fire and he rubs yeah, his face around. That him. was cool. Yeah. Um, but like, but I thought like it was not as big as it was in, uh, what was that? Not rebels. The end of rogue one. Yeah. The end like, of that rogue one. Happens, yeah. You know, oh, I guess it's a big screen, but yeah. Uh, that's, that probably is part of it. Um, uh, the end of Rogue right. One star uh, uh, Darth Vader would have wiped the floor with Kenobi in like two seconds. Right. That's what I don't understand. Like he literally like, oh, there's fire. Never mind. Like Frankenstein's yeah. monster doesn't yeah. go after him. But this is a dude who tore apart an entire spaceship. And he's in armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, that being said, I'm going to watch the rest of it because I want to know. I like I like you, McGregor. 
I, I like kind of, I just am tired of the dragging a 10 year old around for, to sell. Like it's the same thing as a Mandalorian. We're dragging around baby Yoda. Now you McGregor is dragging around a 10 year old girl. What I'm hoping, I don't know if you know, there's not speaking of rogue one, uh, the guy with the robot, the guy with the robot mm-hmm. friend, he's going to have his own Disney Alderaan, plus series. Right? Uh, no, Alderaan. well it's, Whatever his name is, I can't. Oh. I can't remember what it is, hmm. or maybe it's maybe it is Alder. I don't remember, but he's the star of it, and it's going to be before the events of Rogue One, right? Oof. So this is better another keep that, better playing... keep that robot away from Lando. <laughs> you better, you better. Uh, so here we go, um, which brings us to another Disney Plus series. It does Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel. Marvel came out. Um, here's what I. Here's what I. Well, Travis, tell me. What did you think, Miss Mar? You watched so, the first episode. Yeah, I watched the first episode, kind of on a on a, on a whim, on a lark. Uh, I was like, "Oh, it's coming." Because it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a, it doesn't seem like a Travis. Yeah, doesn't seem like a Travis Rat show. Yeah, it's, it's not. I go. It's not I go. You. It's not for me, and that's okay. Yeah, this is a channel called Disney Plus. I am a thirty-eight-year-old man. Uh, not everything's going to be for me. Um, yeah, but you know, I was like, you know who it's could be for it could be for all the students that i teach and like i want to speak the language you know right um right. plus there might be other other reasons uh like which we'll talk about further in, in the show um uh, and immediately i i i i like their uh, the aesthetic on the show is great it's great it's very spider-man it feels very yeah, like, like yeah um it's, and edgar it's, wright it's like spider-man with like if edgar wright directed some scenes it like, also feels very much like the end of the spider-verse it plays yeah. like that right that miles morales punchy yeah if that and scott pilgrim got yes, together yeah. and had a baby yeah. like when they do the texting and stuff like yes. that and the colors and it shows up on the wall all very cool yeah yeah i like it i love the opening scene with like the cutouts and yeah you know, I guess the big thing it was that, cute. I, that made me think about, and this isn't the first time because we see it in Spider-Man, is that the very awareness of superheroes as celebrities within the superhero world, which they yeah. are really leaning on in this new latest phase of Marvel movies, really since the end of Infinity War and the, the death of Iron Man, and we see the, yeah. the Iron Man tribute, and then all these fans and like support groups and all these, these things like Marvel. It's, it's really like, okay, in this world, there are superheroes and those are like the King and queen. And then it's a little bit weird because then when we see those heroes again, like Ant-Man, they aren't, they're not living their lives. Like the most popular person in the world that right. could not be like, would need security and like publicists well, then, and stuff then, like that. Like someone sees Ant-Man, they're like, who, which one are you again? Right. Yeah. Like, he very, they, they very much, he's not one of the main guys, right? It's not Captain America. It's not Thor. It's not Hulk, right? But he's got a um, giant statue in this Avengers Cup. <laughs> <laughs> right? The giant statue in Avengers Cup. Uh, I, I thought it was cute. Renner really liked it. Uh, Gabby really liked it. I, it reminded me very much of Spider-Man. Yeah. It felt very like it, it, the teenageness of it shone through very well, right? As having been a high school teacher for so long, like yeah. it very, it felt authentic in that way. Um, and like, it was really cool to see, uh, a superhero with a different cultural background and a different set of parents. And those it, you know parents, what I mean? All of- now, speaking of amazing acting, those parents knock it out of the park. Great. The mom kills it. The mom is like maybe one of the best actresses in, in all of the Disney plus Marvel, uh, <laughs> shows so far. She's great. 
great. Great. I, I really enjoyed the first episode. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. Right. Yes. A good palate cleansing fun. The principal so, also amazing. Yes. Yes. Also. Well, well I don't I think it was the principal. Counselor. I think it was the counselor. Yeah. The counselor was great. It reminded me of like, like the, the I like how the perfect... counselor can get on the intercom and call students. Yeah. In. <laughs> um, but I, I, that one made me, that one just made me smile. It was fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Travis, do you, do you smell something? You've been talking a lot about these Disney Plus shows, and I definitely... Is it... You know what it is? Is it a pitch club? It's a pitch club. Gentlemen, welcome to Comic Exposure Pitch Club. The first rule of pitch club is you tell everyone about pitch club. The second rule of pitch club is you pick your character or characters... And as the name suggests, you pitch your story idea. The third and final rule is, if this is your first pitch, you pitch tonight. <laughs> and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You just, oh, you man. Just been bam- we have just been transported from a variant episode into a pitch club. Pitch club. All right, Travis, it is we're exploding with Disney Plus shows. They keep coming just like that uh that 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 um Energizer Bunny. Well, the Energizer Bunny or I was going to say that song by Smash Mouth. Uh the days keep coming and oh. they don't stop coming. Uh but that's where we're at. They just keep marching along and we're hand- and I thought, Travis, why don't we make our Disney Plus Marvel pitch? More Disney Plus Marvel Disney pitch. Pitch. Okay. Um Disney Plus Marvel pitch. Now, uh, the only rules we gave each other for this is that there are no rules. You could do... Gloves off. A non-sanctioned pitch club. You could do whatever you want. It just had to be something you think would fit and work well on Marvel pitch club. We, uh, we'll walk you through this. At first, we said, oh, you got to pick one of the uh, characters in the Marvel Cinematic uh, or Disney Plus universe in order to spin off into their own show. And then we said, but that's not... Like, Moon Knight wasn't that. And so we said, right. we have to give ourselves the same kind of carte blanche that the creators of Disney Plus give them. Yes. And so here we are, no hold barred. We are at the pitch club. We've got it. We are set to go. I, I will, will say, you. I will say that it has to be your first season pitch has to be under ten episodes. 10, oh yeah, 10 no, plus. mine is mine is definitely mine is mini series of fun is what I've got set up. My question for you, sir, I want to talk. No, I'm going to save that for after. Let's save that for after. That's good. That's good fodder for the end. What's spinning in my head? So let's let's well, kick it off. Let's, should, we, should we talk about approaches first? Is kind of yeah. I mean. So what was your what was your approach when you went into this? What were you thinking? <sighs> yeah. So first you do an inventory of the Marvel shows, right? That's the first right. thing. You, you have to. Do. Yeah, yeah. You got to be like, okay, what do we have? What flavors are already on the table? And you, you realize s- they've used every single person except X-Men. And you're like, yes. what the hell do I do? Yeah. So you're like, okay, <laughs> is there is there a a property that's just like there that was like uh, you know, a sidekick or like in the background that can that can be used uh, as something. What have they used already? What kind of genres have they explored? Uh, yeah. What kind of markets have they they kind of gone after? What kind of stories have they told? And then you kind of take inventory of that. So that was my first step. And then it just kind of became like a free for all, just like thinking <laughs> about stuff. And then yeah. you got to think about like if you're gonna pitch a story, you got you you ultimately. I'm going to pitch something that I personally would want to see. Right. Right. And then if it happens to like hit like some cool stuff, great. 
but otherwise have created. And then you got to go back and like think about the pitches that you've made before and try to like not just like recycle your like old ideas. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Like that becomes that that becomes the tough part, right? That becomes the part where can we, you know, do that? Can we make that happen and not just take the same ideas, not take the same stuff again? Um, but can we go back in and do it, right? Yep. So I'm going to tell you, I struggled a bit thinking of how to fill out what I wanted to do. Fill? I had my original, fill out. Oh, fill, fill out. out. Yeah. Fill, fill. I had my original thought of, okay, here's what, I wanna, here's what I want to explore. Here's my, my premise. But then I was like, well, how do I make that happen? Who do I bring in to make that happen? Oh, so you actually had a conflict to begin with. I did. It started, I had an idea right away. And I, cause you, you know, I were texting each other. I'm like, oh, I got mine. Right. Yeah, I got you mine. Like but right the problem away. was, yeah. as soon as I thought about it, I was like, well, who do I use for the villain? Mm. But who do I use for like the side characters? Mm. Because they've all, like, because I'm going to tell you, I was limited. I didn't pull in X-Men because it hasn't, I don't think in my head, I go, Mar- Disney Plus I hasn't done I tried to X-Men obey those yet. rules as well. I tried to obey those rules. They're not in the universe. I didn't want to be the show that brings in Marvel. I have so I'm limited. I have something X No fantastic. I got no Fantastic Four. I got no X-Men. I'm very limited, I felt. So let me ask you first. Can we, let's, just, let's just lay our cards out. Who's okay. your main character? And then we'll get into the pitch. My main character. I am doing the Howling Commandos. I am doing post-World War II howling commandos my two main and i'm gonna pretend that the agent carter show didn't exist okay i've never seen it so it doesn't for me uh i am i am because it's disney plus and disney plus can go like yeah we didn't like agents of shield we're gonna kind of do what we want with that uh mine is dum dum dugan and peggy carter and those are my two main characters for the howling commandos with a cast of characters surrounding them but that's my main who are you who's your main characters character or whatever uh, mine's a little tougher. Mine's an ensemble. Mine's an ensemble cast. Uh, mine. That's is, okay. Uh, okay. Mine gets ensemble, but those are the main two. Let okay. me hear your ensemble. Uh, mine is called Marvel uh, Nowhere. Hmm. And it's the. It's on nowhere. Yes. It's my <laughs> my approach was I think that Nowhere is the coolest set piece in any of the Marvel movies, and it's like it's like if it was a theme park, that's where I'd want to spend the most of my time in. And so because you know, there's a bar. Yes. <laughs> should I, can, I, should, can I just do my pitch as I have it on here? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, give me your yeah. pitch. Let's All right. It. So this is called Marvel Nowhere. And so the, the premise is, is uh, uh, I'll start off with this. Everyone remember the show Deep Space Nine? Oh, my God. I was so like, if it's not Deep Space Nine, if it's in the Ferengi bar, I'm very <laughs> upset. Uh, all right. So what we have here, an ensemble piece. Nowhere follows the trials and tribulations involved in rebuilding the spaceport Nowhere into a legitimate colony for scientific research after its near destruction by Thanos. Unfortunately, this task proves to be an ongoing battle as the outlaw roots of Nowhere run deep. Part Western, part Detective Noir, and a whole lot of sci-fi fun. Okay, 
So um, uh, I'm going to tell you right now. I, as I was like, well, didn't they almost destroy Nowhere? I love that you're like, no, we're. Bi- I I love every <laughs> aspect of this. I love the Deep Space Nine that's going in my head right now. I mean, I'm I'm a fan. All right, okay. let's hear it. Keep keep, right. keep it coming. So like like you said, it's like that's a premise, right? And you need a show. Right. So it was easy for me to get the premise, but since. Deep Space Nine is like very much like episodic. Like Buffy, you had the villain of the yeah. week, the the mystery of the week. Yeah. Uh, but in the Marvel Plus shows, you can do that a little bit, but you really you have to have kind of an overarching thing. So this, yeah, this is kind of all about this. Uh, like in the comics, I did a little research on this. I've only seen it in a couple places in the comics. Nowhere pop up. It's really kind of taking its roots. What's well, like the, the head of a celestial, yeah, right? It's right. the head and, of a and celestial. Some people yeah. say it was created by Null, that, that new character that's kind of like supposed to be the god of all the symbionts. And I'm like, I don't want symbionts in my fucking show. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to tap that box. Um, and so, uh, but you know, it is nowhere in a lot of these comic renditions is the last kind of bastion in the outer rim where it's kind of like the frontier, like that kind of like, like deep space nine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is after Thanos. So basically the Nova, the Nova core comes in, uh, the Xandarians come in and they're going to rebuild, uh, nowhere. Uh, but they want it to be like an operating science station so they can explore those outer rims. So they, they put Cosmo, uh, the cosmonaut dog, in charge of the science fiction, uh, the science stuff. <laughs> and they put, uh, of course, Richard Ryder, Nova Prime, as kind of like the basically the big space cop of, of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere in charge of, of keeping law. Because the problem with uh, Nowhere is because it still has those outlaw roots to it. In fact, the right. collector is still imprisoned uh, on Nowhere. In fact, he becomes like the Hannibal Lecter character, where the these characters will have to kind of go and tap the collector's knowledge to kind of oh, figure out these like mysteries. That. And yeah. on this in this ensemble cast, who we have populating the show, of course, we got to have Howard the Duck. Okay, so Howard the Duck at this point is washed up, and he's the bar owner because he's just given up detective owning, and he's get and and you know he's he knows he's got his well he was there, so what else do you do with him, right? Exactly, he's out there, yeah. But like he 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 is still uh, uh, a detective at heart, so he's brought into this mystery that I'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, Then we have um, uh, uh. Craglin, Craglin, you know, from the uh, uh, Ravengers, you know, the uh, Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn, you know, the, yeah, the yeah, Ravenger. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. is kind of like the, uh, what he's trying to do, he's trying to profit off the tourism of nowhere. He's trying to start like this kind of like, come to A nowhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. like live like, you know, on the front, t- uh, front uh, tier. But he's also at heart a scammer and a schemer. So he's always kind of like coming in and, and undermining people. He can't help his scampish nature. Um, <laughs> uh, I have Starhawk in there. And no, not just because I know I needed a female. But maybe it's because I know I needed a female. I'm not quite sure how she's going to play into this just yet. But she's going to be in there. Um, And so I kind of want this to be... Then I started thinking about, okay, what's the arc for the first season? And I think, you know, I'm trying to stay away from X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that stuff. But I think this is a great place to bring in some, like, arrows can stop by. And some of those space characters we've only briefly met can come by. And we can start to learn, especially with... um, uh, oh, what was the one with Celestials in it that no one liked? Eter- Eternals. Eternals. Right? Yeah. Brings in a lot of that stuff. So I was thinking, 
the ongoing mystery for this is because Cosmos is in charge of building up the science labs on um, nowhere. And so there, it becomes this hot spot of technology, of the latest, greatest technology that they're building up and trying to yeah. secure to explore these outer regions. Well, anytime we have a buildup of technology, that triggers a specific alien race, the phalanx. The phalanx, as we know, who are tangential, usually seen in the X-Men, but they are a part of the Marvel cosmos. Yeah. So we can bring yeah. them in here, like the way they've, they've done other things. This is a uh, technology race that uses technology to basically kind of absorb people and like colonize them. And so they're yeah. attracted to this buildup of technology. So it's this slow mystery of people on nowhere start dying, these weird techno virus deaths. Yes, we're going to bring some cyberpunk up in this biatch. So these weird <laughs> techno virus deaths. So that leaves Nova Prime cannot solve this mystery alone. So he has to go yeah. to Howard the Duck and they have to kind of do this. Meanwhile, Cosmos is trying to run an operation. We have Sneaky Kragan, uh, Kraglin in there. And then we got uh, Starhawk, which I haven't figured out how she's going to work in there. But she's going to be more of a serious, grounded character because we have a lot more of the goofy characters. She's going to be yeah. something uh, more grounded on, on there. So that's kind of the general premise. Deep Space Nine with this kind of ever-evolving uh, uh, techno-virus mystery that allows us to explore some smaller conflicts using these cosmic characters. I think that's the one thing that we haven't gotten yet in a Disney Plus film is a small conflict. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, yes. right? Like every, like the, I guess maybe the Captain America one was maybe the smallest, Hawk, but not really. Hawkeye. I guess, yeah, I guess Hawkeye was small, yeah. right? Um, but the everything else seemed like, oh, this is big, you know, like Kang shows up in Loki, right? Right. Um, oh yeah, Loki's so a huge I, one. I wouldn't say that mine is a giant world ending thing either. And I really took also from one of my favorite TV shows as a young, as a young man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mine is Peggy Carter and Dum Dum Duggan and the Howling Commandos. This is after world war two is finished. Cap's gone. Uh, Hydra is right. Like the, the Americans won. it's the cold war, baby. It's early sixties. And it's X-Files meets the Marvel Universe. Ooh, bring a little sci-fi in, my man. So, so you've, got, you've, got, uh, you've got Peggy and you've got Dum Dum Duggan, and they are kind of running. They are like sort of the, the people on the ground. And this is early. This is the early time. So this is before she takes, you know, before she's like the big shield person at that time. She's still an agent. And so what I've got is the Soviets are snapping up all of these pieces of Hydra tech that were left behind in World War II, all of this stuff. And then they find out some of the weird stuff that, that the Soviet, that the, that the Nazis were doing, that Hydra was doing. So we're going to use Hydra. And it ends up being this very sort of the occult and the dark world. And we're going to kind of bring that in. We're going to bring in the horror, but we're going to bring in this sort of like, X Filesy version of it, right, right. as these two agents are making their way through Europe to kind of find and kind of chase after the Soviets, as the Soviets are trying to pop up these things. Oh, so now, you know, a road trip aspect, a little bit to it. Yeah, like a road trippy sort of thing of it, because I it, it can't quite be Monster of the Week because we're only you know yeah eight that, that was a hard part because so. I'm so trained. I think you are too. For right, like these 22 episode seasons where it's right. like a bad so, guy per season. 
in my head, I kind of think of it as we don't know who's running the Soviets until the very end when we find out it's Mephisto who has been like the uh, the Soviets use Hydra tech. They open up something. Mephisto ends up taking, you know, is taking control of Hydra leadership or the, the Russian leadership in order to kind of pursue all these things and get dominion over Mephisto sees it as an opportunity, the clash of two world powers to write really mess with the world. Right. And so we get this and some side characters, right? Cause it's not just two of them, right? They've got to have some people they run into, but I know that, you know, even though we've got good, we have CGI, it's not always going to be the best. So you got to kind of play with that. Um, Werewolf by night yes. is either a partner character and I heard or read that they're doing a Werewolf by Night special in October. So I was like, dang it, that takes... So if that's... That's not done yet. Here's my other one. Here's my other thought. Sasquatch. I'm going to pull in Alpha Flight Sasquatch. I'm going to pull him in early. It's going to be... The problem is that his origin is tied to Hulk's origin. Or Wendigo. Right, you could do that. But for my thought for Sasquatch is we pull Sasquatch in and his origin isn't from... uh, It isn't from... The gamma ray, because he just wasn't really gamma right, rays. Just... You could change origins. They so, do it all the time. So the world opens up and he's able to take on Sasquatch's abilities, right? And so you get Sasquatch. He doesn't want to use it all the time, right? But he can when he needs to. And that's when you do the big epic. There's some big battle where he becomes that. The other one is Hannibal King. So if you've watched the Blade movie, Ryan Reynolds plays Hannibal King, but Hannibal King predates Blade. And the sort of vampire Dracula stuff. Oh, because he was in like the 60s. Uh, yeah, so he was in the 60s Dracula comic as a guy that Dracula bit. He was a hard-boiled detective. He looks a little like John Constantine, but he's part vampire. So for me, I think, okay, you've got Peggy Carter, Dum Dum Duggan, and then they meet this the ex- Sasquatch rolls around with him. He's not always Sasquatch, right? He's just a scientist, but he can turn into Sasquatch. And then you've got Hannibal King, who's the vampire, because I see them running into a couple things. I see them running into Baron Blood, who is a who joined the Nazis, who right, was right. a vampire. I see possibly um, very first episode. Very first episode is dealing with the Red Ghost, the Red Ghost Soviet Marvel character who controls three primates so the very for my very first episode in my head is there is some lab that has been destroyed and the cameras are giant orangutans and monkeys destroy it and it's very x-files it's very peggy carter and dub dub duggan are there trying to find out like what's going on right. right monkeys right and they get pulled into this larger world of the soviets being trying to grab up hydrotech it was an ex hydra lab that the monkeys came in you know th- this whole thing sucks them into it and at the end they find out that it's mephisto who's kind of doing that and kind of running the soviets um in kind of puppet puppeteering the cold war to kind of end the world, right? right? I, I like I like the X Files a- a aspect of that. The only thing that I think we got to figure out is so Peggy Carter and Dum Dum Duggan they are kind of going into like the Mulger and Scully of this, or like, yeah, you know, like the yeah. equivalent of it. Why? Why that? Like how? Because they are not naturally inclined to go supernatural. So like what? 
like government force is pulling them in, forcing them into this world. Because is it? Because both of them would be a fish out of water in that world. Maybe not so much because they did deal with the Red Skull and the Nazi thing. But like, who is who is like their supervisor, super nat, like the guy who's like, listen, there's a whole supernatural natural world that you've only tapped into. Right. Right. That that that's that's the part where I'm like, okay, who <gasps> plays that role? What if? Oh, what about the you know in um uh um Captain America the guy who ultimately gets ended up getting locked in the computer like the Nazi scientist oh Baron guy? not Baron Zemo yeah that guy he what? would be really good because he's because, the computer yeah and because you know how we took a lot of the Nazi scientists and yeah. stuff over and gave them immunity maybe that's it and so like they they have to work with the well, enemy who gets you like, think of, you think about it he was if you if you watch Cole if you watch um Captain America Civil War. He is, yeah, he's he the one who tells like you yeah. Hydra's behind it. He's in the computer. Right. So maybe this is before he's in the computer. Yes. And yeah. he's kind of the, he's the kind of guy who's pointing them in all of these places and saying, because well, here's what he wants. He wants the Hydra that are in America who are taking over to get these assets yes. and not the Russians. And the Rus- like, right? if you do it right, and it's just a one series miniseries, it ends, one of the things it ends with is how he gets into the computer. Like how he gets banished in there. Because yeah. they have to reluctantly work with him because he has the knowledge of the supernatural. There's conflict there between like the boss and then the two in the fish out of water situation. But ultimately, his conniving gets him trapped right. in the and, machine. And part and part of both of them kind of feeling fish out of water is why I feel like I uh, like Sasquatch comes in or um this the vampire detective, right? Because he very much is that nah man, stuff's real. It's here. I also thought about there's a there's a zombie character who is like just a guy who hap- who was like turned into a zombie and he's not like Marvel He's not like Marvel zombie zombies, right? I can't remember his name offhand. Um, but I almost thought about using him because, like, he's just another guy. The CG doesn't have to be that hard. Mm. He's just dead, right? You might be so able he's a zombie. To, you might be able. You but his to, backstory. You have to bring in some females, but I think you could maybe make this work even better without Peggy well, the, Carter. Peggy Carter has a lot. Well, of the the problem with her. the problem without Peggy Carter the problem with no Peggy Carter is I was like, okay, grabbing for female marvel uh, superheroes yeah. and they're all x-men yes they are hard i was like well what about could i just do captain britain and do female captain britain right which is peggy carter but not have it be peggy carter but then i'm like oh no that's psylocke right like right. betsy braddock is psylocke and i was like i can't do that and then i thought well what made it dum dum duggan and uh dracula's daughter lilith or Satana, okay. who is Satan's daughter. Yeah, I thought okay, that could be kind of that could work, but I didn't want it to be like too like monster femme fatale, right? I didn't want to mm. I didn't want to play that yeah. sexy monster woman too hard. But that's a good point, though. One they, of those the Marvel worked. Universe does lack a lot of female characters that aren't already used that, that, we, that we haven't used, right? That are I think because I think about well, what did we do? We could you could go back and use Ant Man. Right, the original Ant Man, Pim. Right. And, oh, and, yeah. But what am I going to do? Like, yeah, just yeah, face yeah. generate Michelle Pfeiffer the entire yeah, time? And right? She's like, like in the science world. She's not in like, right. you know, which I guess could work with the Molder, like the science versus the supernatural. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. It was tough to find someone. And I was like, well, because we keep 
because I'm trying to set it in pre Avengers time. Yeah, I like I like that. I like I how couldn't you're... pull something that I, I didn't want to pull anything that would be, oh, they're gonna want to use that later. I like how you're you're using a period piece in Marvel to explore like supernatural but kind of like monster. Uh, monster right Marvel. because we're not gonna i don't think we're gonna see those in marvel i now, don't think we're gonna get dracula's not gonna we've had show a lot up. of we have magic we've seen a lot of magic lately but not right. like not like supernat not like you know yeah x-files stuff i thought the other piece i thought was maybe it pulls in savage land and sauron's in it i thought that might be a cool big bad would be sauron um but i was like no i really want that i really want this so i really want the cold war to play into it and so I thought, how do I get the Russians? The they're evil anyways, but yeah. how do I get the stakes bigger um, by kind of making Mephisto kind of the the guy behind the red curtain? I like I like how it's in Europe. I think since we met, since we've now gone to Mandapur, Mandapur is that correct? Is that yes, it? I think so. Yeah, Madripoor, uh, Madripoor in um, uh, Winter Soldier. That that's kind of a cool space uh, place too, where there there could be some really cool. Um, uh you know sci-fi stuff you know right sci- and i think you get to play but um um supernatural but you think you also get to play in the idea of like uh wakanda stuff shows up right like yeah. black panther like black panther tech shows up right and they get they get pulled into that but this is like this is the problem with like it's a eight part series and not a 22 episode yeah, you don't have that kind of time yeah Right. So I thought if I stuck to this idea of early Soviets trying to take up all of this, this sort of um, Hydra stuff and Hydra, what we didn't see is Hydra playing with dimensions and dark and monsters. This would be a way to kind of go, oh, no, Hydra was doing this, too. It just wasn't energy weapons. It was also the occult and it was, all you know, mystical and stuff like that And, and not walk the line of. Both DC and Marvel have that voodoo thing that's just like it's just a little like oh I don't I don't know about like there's part of it that's a little not a little there's part of it's very overtly sort of like voodoo mama juju you know what I mean which is like oh I don't want to get sucked into that but you know there was just a couple of things where I thought okay they I could pull in three monsters that they deal with over the eight episodes. And then it leads to the very end, like they find out that it's Mephisto who's kind of behind it all, and you know. But then Mephisto might too big, be too big because it's just the two of them. So is it okay if it's just yeah a or, series of yeah? Is it just okay that it's a series of monsters and it's being headed up by the Russians, right? Well, that if it is, that's very too. that's very X Files. That's more like X Files right. and actually being like a super like traditional demonic or vampiric right. or monster character. Um, it's just well, like, it's just the Russians dragging up all of these things. So the yeah. Russians get vampires, and so they tap into. Or yeah, a, you a know, maybe maybe it's maybe it's like because you know, like like it's the equivalent of drilling in all these supernatural spots has awakened, like you know, like the uh, Sasquatch, like Dracula, like it's this, it's right. this overwhelming drilling of and robbing of these old dead entombed areas by hydra that's awakening the this kind of supernatural spirit in in the world and you know yeah i like that but you know i don't want to go too big because i think the problem with moon knight is it went too big 
like Fing Fang Foom would be pretty rad to show up, but that's too big, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we keep it vampires, we keep it like a werewolf, we we keep it sort of like they or there's Marvel used golems at one like there's a Marvel monster that's a golem, like the clay, the Jewish. I'm like, oh, the Russians. What do you think? Like, they mean? Do you think they mean old Ben Golem? They'll be old Ben Golem. Maybe they do. <laughs> Good callback. Did you have any, Good callback. Did you have any other um, uh, uh, like things you like started, but like you couldn't finish, or like things you wanted to do, but you're like, this is just too big to tackle. This is this is where I'm gonna. T- I already mentioned it earlier. I got stuck because I kept going like, oh, that'd be cool. Oh, that's an X Men. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, that's Fantastic Four. And I feel like when we've done these pitch clubs before, and I've always considered myself a Marvel guy, but I really go like. Man, DC is a fun playground to do. I think a fun, a more fun playground, I feel, because maybe because there hasn't been as much of it as there right. Marvel is in the sandbox and they're making it. And they've pulled all these characters out. And if we're talking, it's a Disney Plus show. This is what happened to us, Travis. Here's what I feel. When we said, what's your pitch for a comic book? It could be whatever I want. It can be self-contained. Right. It doesn't have to be in the world. But the Disney Plus show, it's got to fit in the universe. That, that constraint. Right. Yeah. The, I, I thought of this one thing. Yeah. I saw this one thing. I was like, that's my thing. Did you have in something fact, else that in you fact, thought about? In fact, it has to kind of fit into the world it, in, in some way because you have to give that, that fan service a little bit. You have to find right. ways to bring in what people know. Um, right. I, I really kind of wanted to do something with Beta Ray Bill. I wanted to do... Because mm. what, what a genre we haven't seen is just like uh, sandal, like swords and sandal in, in the Disney Plus uh, universe. Yeah. And I thought Beta Ray Bill would be a good character to explore that. But I don't know if... Is he going to be in love and thunder like he might they were able, they probably already have plans so. for him huh i don't know i don't know but, but I, I yeah i couldn't really think of anything else that ghost rider i, mean, I, I want to see someone do ghost rider yeah really well, so we've i had a couple attempts at it already and i thought in my head i was like well if ghost rider's a spirit of vengeance it's been around for a while could i do a cold war i could bring in cold war this yes and i thought ooh. This would be really cool if the X-Men are around. It could be Logan, right? It could be mm-hmm. post-worthy. It could be that Logan. But then I go like, no, because they won't make him that old. It'll be Logan was in Vietnam, not in World War II, right? Because we got the timeline can't be too wild, you right? Or he your, was in Iraq, in right? In yours, because they are going through all that Hydra stuff, like you could sn- uh, sneak a little Easter egg of like a Weapon X project or facility that they come right. across like hey check it out weapon x hey stop we're busy over here put the files down we're looking you know like that thing is like oh right. my god yeah. it's a weapon x wolverine's coming down <laughs> right or you could play with you could play with the idea of the russians and the chinese um like taking you, you could you could touch on the idea of like silver samurai you could hint on it a little mm. bit with sort of like um, they're in Asia and they see that because of the the Indochina war and all that stuff. And they find that and I'm like, Oh, that'd be kind of cool. You know, there's all these pieces you can drag in, but I had a really hard time focusing on anything else because I was like, that's an X-Men. Yeah. I can't touch that. And there's a point in any pitch where like, you're like, okay, I think I make this work and you start cobbling it together. And then you get to a point where like, does this work? But you've come, you've gone too far. Right. I can't go back. I can't go back to square one. I no, I do like your I do like your idea of of uh, Beta Ray Bill though, um, because in my head, a great, and I think they did this in comics, but I don't know how well they did it. Was Conan shows up now? 
he gets teleported now. Right, right. Well, you could use Beta Ray Bill as your as guardian. We didn't we didn't get yeah. Thor Man on the Street, but you not could get very, Beta Ray Bill. Well. Yeah, except right. for when he's like ordering because, another mead, you know, <laughs> like in the first right. one. Well, <laughs> uh, um, that's because like that film was so small, right? Yeah. Like we got to do a town in the middle of nowhere. We have no budget for this thing, yeah. right? But like you, the amount of green screens we use, where you could beta ray bills walking around fucking yeah. Manhattan, right? And it would be okay. Um, but that would that was tough for me. I also think like it would be fun to play in the world of Doctor Strange, and that might just be because I just saw Doctor Strange. But you think like uh, Spider Man's buddy who had magical powers? That'd be a good mm -hmm. spinoff, right? Ned. He can't. He's not. Ned's not going to get a movie. But Ned training to With be the monks, yeah. Ned and Wong. Could be a great. And now, what's her name? Uh, God, Star Girl is in there training too. So the two of them are training right. together. One's better than the other at this, but the other's better at this. They're rivals. America They're Chavez, partners. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you have two immigrants, like a uh, two immigrant story. America Chavez versus Ned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought, I thought, like, I don't know. I found that, and I was like, that was it. This was tough. This one was tough for me. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, once you kind of get it's always kind of fun to explore the next uh, Marvel show um, because you know that they, they've, they've got, they've probably pitched about everything underneath the sun. They've probably pitched right? ideas in pitch rooms close to our ideas. Like, let's do something supernatural. Let's do something cosmic. Um, right. So, so yeah. here's, here's what we're going to get. Um, Thor, Love and, Love and Thunder's coming. We're going to get Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Then on TV, we're getting Miss we're Miss Marvel's continuing. We're gonna get She Hulk this summer. We're gonna get Secret Invasion, oh, right? Secret we're getting cosmic, right? yeah. Well, well, I don't know if it's gonna be cosmic or if it's gonna be them. If it's gonna be the, the not the Kree, what are the the Skrull here on Earth, right? Uh, um, I'm curious as to like we talked about this last time was we talked about Moon Knight. Like, what's next? What are we building? You know. Yeah, it's kind of aimless right now, like because we haven't had like this. Like we had stones. Like as soon as they had the stones introduced in like phase two, we're like, oh, yeah. okay, that's what we're building up to. Here's another stone at the end of this movie. You know, here this that could be a stone. Right. I I feel like phase have, one was very we much don't have like, that breadcrumbs. We don't have the, yeah. the breadcrumbs laid out yet. Phase one was building the Avengers. Phase two was getting us maybe to the multiverse. You know, is the maybe all these multiverse? Maybe those are the breadcrumbs. It's just like there's been so I feel much multiverse it, stuff. Yeah, I feel that that's where we're at. I just I don't know who the bad guy is yet, and I don't know what the what the focus is. Um, and so I think if that's you why make like Galactus when I watch, a universe either as as opposed to a world eater. You could do that. Well, I think for me, I go like Eternals. Maybe I would have cared about it more if I knew that they were. It was leading to something, right? Maybe I would have liked. Maybe I. Maybe it would have meant more if I felt like it was leading into some bigger thing. And it probably is, right? Because they're now they're going off into space, and they're running into you know like other characters who are going to get us to Adam Warlock and are going to get us here or there, right? The Celestials are a problem. Right. Like that's like, are the Celestials leading to Galactus? And is this bring, is this the thing that the Fantastic Four are going to be able to, is the multiverse what's going to get us uh, the X-Men and that's why we're doing all this? Is this right. all a reason to bring in the Fantastic Four and the X-Men? Right. We play with the multiverse, then people go, okay, there are other areas about there. 
it makes sense that there's been no there's been no mutants yet. Boom, we've got mutants, right? I feel like they're maybe like setting the table too big. Like there's too many too many dishes. Maybe. <laughs> you know. Or we're just at the part where it's just not connected like that anymore. Yeah, I guess so. I guess now in hindsight you can always say, like, "Oh yeah, I knew it was connected at this point, but did I really?" You know, like yeah. did I know like like how they were going to do like infinite I didn't know I didn't know about the blip, certainly. Didn't know about that. Yeah. That that was coming. Yeah. So, all right, man. I think I think we've had a, a Ooh, good hearty discussion. Pitched off. All right. Yeah. Well, a little a little all over the place. Uh, so, folks, we want to thank you for tuning in. You can find the show at comicexposure.com. We're on your favorite podcast apps, whether that's uh, Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or whatever Stitcher, whatever weird place you find your podcasts. We are there. Uh, we want to thank you for hanging out. We know it's been a minute since we got back together, uh, but here's the deal: Travis is moving to Europe because he's a globe-trotting son of a bitch. And uh, it's the end of the school year for me. I'm taking on a new job. So that's right. always fun. You switch so, jobs like I switch uh, uh, homes. You, you switch, yeah, countries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we are, we are, you know, at, Travis, here's the weird thing. How many countries have you lived in since we started this podcast? This will be the third. Uh, oh, this will be the fourth. So I, you ready for this? How many schools have I worked at? Since Dobson, we started this podcast, Red Mountain, uh, your elementary, and then your new and I'm going to another elementary. Four. four schools, four countries. We're just we're just I'm globe trotting around Mesa. Yeah, you're globe trotting around. It's, I like it's a better budget. <laughs> it's a little cheaper for me probably. Uh, every move comes with more pay. Uh, but Travis Rats, always good, folks. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next trade.